Conversations with people succeeding at the force of a gale. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, we are Gale Force Winds, and uh, we are looking forward to a conversation uh, around thriving in remoteness. Uh, with me, as always, is Jerry Carew. Jerry, why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself? Yeah, thanks, Alan. Um, my name is Jerry Carew, and I just want to say that this is Gale Force Winds, W-I-N-S, little play on words there. We'll get into that uh, later. But uh, yeah, so I've been uh, in the advertising business for about 30 years. I spent uh, time in radio, went over into the print world for almost 24 years. And uh, within the print world, I moved around a good bit and um, landed on about more than almost two decades ago, I suppose, I landed on digital innovation within the uh, print world. And uh, that led me to uh, a lot of very interesting, I guess, conversations and opportunities, uh, not the least of which is, is being able to do a podcast. Um, I think my journey has been a, a challenge over the last, say, six, seven months, but we'll get into that. Uh, suffice it to say that, you know, I'm very interested in leadership and um, all of those types of things. In fact, years ago, Alan, I actually made a list of all the people I would love to interview. This is probably three decades ago now. So um, hopefully this little thing that you and I are starting, we can get some of those people on board. I look forward to hearing more about that list and I'm sure that we can get some of them, if not all of them. And my name is Alan Dale and uh, uh, my journey has been, I spent three decades uh, in the Canadian Navy and throughout that uh, three decades, I was able to transition in and out of full-time service and that allowed me a little bit of flexibility and uh, where I was able to become a classically trained chef, ran my own restaurant, dabbled in business here and there but um, most uh, specifically about seven years ago when I left uh, the Navy when I retired uh, I went into private industry and I worked for a, a small engineering company that was based out of the United Kingdom and uh, that put me on a collision path uh, with the academic institution here in Prince Edward Island. And then I worked for four years building a really interesting and unique part of the uh, academic program that connected uh, with business. And that was a really fun journey. Uh, but about a year ago, uh, I think the most exciting part of my journey was when I decided to go out on my own and make that transition into being my own independent consultant. A little bit nerve wracking at the time, wasn't quite sure if I was ready for it. I often tell people that up to that point, I'd been institutionalized. So I wasn't quite sure how life would be outside of, uh, outside of the, the wall, if you will. Uh, but you know, lo and behold, uh, I, I made the leap and it was exciting for about a week. And then the global pandemic happened and I thought it was all gonna come crashing down but in fact it just got more exciting and i think it was around that same time jerry that you and i started this journey together around yeah. that global pandemic well yeah, go I'm, gonna, I'm gonna jump in there because uh, it was around you actually called me probably a couple of months before the pandemic to give me an idea where you were going you're working with a coach and it was really interesting conversation and it just struck me 
And uh, funny thing is, I was put on the sidelines, as, as uh, many people who know me in the car industry during the pandemic. Very tough time for me after 30 years of working. But you out of the blue called me one night. How are, how are things going? Well, boy, Alan, you know, I, uh, I've just been put on the sidelines. And uh, your positivity and just your conversation. And it's funny because, you know, yeah, you grew up in St. John's. We had a similar path in terms of the military, but then we went our separate ways for three decades, really. And the pandemic brought us back together. So this conversation, one thing I will say, it, it certainly helped me. The, the connections that you had. I mean, I used to watch you on Facebook. Yeah, where's Al now? Well, Al's in Lahore, Pakistan. Wow. Uh, a white male from Canada willing to travel to Lahore, Pakistan uh, with bodyguards. I mean, nope, you can give more detail on that. But it's, it's an impressive resume that you've put together. Um, just a little, I got to tell you this. One thing I didn't say about myself is that I created a video production company back in 1988. And I got to show you this. I don't know if I've ever shown you this before. So, so this is the sign that I created. There you go. <laughs> so this sign is not shown very often. And I'll tell you, my vision for the company was videos that are successful. Not only that, videos that are successful, videos that people want to watch, but I, was, I had an intention to have successful people in it. Here's the hard part. When you have a vision, you don't necessarily know what direction it's going to go. I got to call this one day. So uh, this is uh, Jerry Carew. Yep. He said, you do pornos, right? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, no, I do not do pornos. He goes, well, you called video sex shop. So he heard through the grapevine, through a referral, that my company was called the video sex shop. So I immediately the next day changed the name to the NL Video Man. And <laughs> that particular sign has not really seen the light of day. Anyway, I just thought that was a bit of a context for, for, uh, for this podcast. That's fantastic, Jerry. When did you make that sign? What year was that? That was 1992. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So there you go. So hopefully we can bring that sign to life and produce some good video success here. But you're right about the phone call two months before the pandemic. And th that was actually part of my process of where I was reaching out to people as I was building my new business and kind of defining what my sweet spot was. I spent a lot of time defining my sweet spot of what it was that I liked to do, what I wanted to do, you know, and what, how I felt when I was doing it. And then I ran that uh, idea, that concept, by a bunch of my close friends and said, hey, what do you think? Does this sound like me? That was that phone call. And that was the journey to get us to where we are today or get me certainly starting my own business. And, and it's funny how those things happen and, and those connections happen in life. And, but I think it speaks to the importance of remaining connected. And I think that that night that I reached out to you in the middle of the pandemic and you had just had that shift in your career path, um, I think that was a really pivotal, pivotal moment in both of our kind of journey to get us to where we are now. And, and, and to me, that took us, interestingly enough, in the middle of the global pandemic, you speak of Pakistan, but that journey 
that night took us through Pakistan to get us right back here. Because, I mean, as you recall, we started down a path where we were helping some folks in Pakistan as they grew a very innovative program. And we still are helping that group. But it was, if you recall that one particular time where we got sick and tired of watching people on videos and they weren't really presented that well. And you jumped on and said, let me help these folks. And that one particular little video podcast that you did with them, I can't even remember how many people were lined up to get access to your ideas, your thoughts, your vision of way people should present themselves on video. And indeed, I bought into it right away. But that was the start. That's when I knew, Jerry, that you and I had something to offer people. Just speak to that for a moment, like what it must have felt like for you going in there thinking, okay, I'm going to talk to one or two people. And then people just start stacking up one after another. Yeah, well, I'll just back it up a little bit. You know, one thing about what you did, Alan, you, you reached out to me prior to the pandemic and we're going through this transformation and you talked a lot about sweet spot. And honest to God, I hung up the phone that night because we were on for a lengthy period of time. And I was like, wow, I wasn't certain, you know, where your journey was going to take you. But I knew you were definitely going to a good place because the conversation was so focused on, on, I guess, connection and, and utilizing your past to create a future. But yeah, that, that podcast was, or that, that uh, seminar you and I did was amazing. You know, we're sitting there and I, I have my Zoom settings set in such a way where people had to get admitted. And, uh, you know, they told us in Pakistan, we'd probably get 30 people. Well, by the time we were up to 60, uh, we, I think we topped off at around 120. It was interesting. I still get notes from LinkedIn um, on my Same. email, um, uh, WhatsApp, people reach out to me from Pakistan. So, you know, there's value there. But I think what this, for me, if you reflect, it's funny, I was playing ice hockey with a guy last night. Me and him were on defense. We're sitting there. And he looks at me, he goes, he said, Jerry, there's a lot of people fucked up over this pandemic. And I looked at him and I'm like, thinking he's joking. He goes, he knew I was looking at him. He goes, I'm serious. And I said, here I am. I didn't say anything to him, but I said, here I am. I'm trying to get away from the pandemic, playing ice hockey, and my defensive partners talking about the pandemic. But it strikes home out how many people, like this is really affecting a lot of people. So the fact that you and I have been able to thrive, as you say, in remoteness, utilizing these techniques, means to me that, you know, I think we have some value to offer. Uh, we're going to have a gentleman on on, on Saturday, and uh, we frankly don't yet know when we're going to post our we'll we'll give the details to anyone who's watching this to when we're going to actually post we'll you know take some time to edit but just tell um i guess our audience a little bit about who we're going to have on and a little bit about what we may talk about yeah no and, and jerry and before i get into that you hit a point i mean the pandemic is affecting people in a lot of different ways and and you also said that in our conversation you knew that no matter what I would wind up doing, I would find myself in a good place. I can tell you, in all honesty, I have never been more professionally and personally satisfied in my entire life Amazing. through this whole pandemic. And I know that you're, you're at that same point and it's, a, it's an amazing uh, feeling to, to get there. 
Um, so, but, but I know that not everybody's feeling it that way. I know that everybody is approaching this thing very differently. And so, and so to speak to your point exactly, how is it that we were able to navigate through this and professionally and personally feel so satisfied? And yet you and I both live in these tiny little islands in remote parts of Canada and trying to describe just to our friends in Pakistan where we lived and how we lived was quite an exercise in and of itself. The, you know, the, the way that you and I live and the, the land that we have around us, that would be considered a park in most parts of the world, right? But we, the, we just take all of that for granted. We, we have an ability to kind of somehow on these little remote parts of the world be successful in business and in our personal lives. And that I think is really what the whole podcast is about. It's about how are we able to thrive in remoteness? Because it's my feeling that the pandemic has taught us a lot of things, a lot of things about ourselves. But one thing that it's taught us is that you don't necessarily need to be in the city core anymore to be successful in what you do. Now that changes, of course. Some people need to physically be at the operating room. Some people physically need to be cooking in the restaurant. I get all of that. But there's a vast majority of society in the knowledge economy, if you will, that can work anywhere. They don't need to be in a big city to thrive. And I think that's really what, you know, you and I are going to talk about. So before I get into some of the kind of big ideas that we want to talk about, what are your initial thoughts on thriving in remoteness? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, I think we're connected. Um, you know, the fact that I have gotten back into the uh, advertising business after a breakfast with you and you chatted with uh, the owner of our company and just made, you made the connection for me. Yes, you know, I have this video production business that I'm nurturing and have been nurturing on the side and I have a vision for this growing. But the, the thriving and remoteness piece for me is the connection with you, despite the three decades of being separated, the closeness of the pandemic bringing us together. Um, and, and you kind of reminding me that, you know what, remember what your first love is. So my first love is, you know, the advertising business. And I worked for Newfound Marketing, uh, Sheldon Payne, digital, br brilliant digital marketer. Um, you know, it's just, it's been an interesting uh, challenge to be so busy in, in a pandemic when you hear of so many industries that are not. So back to your question, I guess, it, the foundation though for it all is the connectiveness and the ability to uh, bring people together I think we in, in a remoter area rely on each other more, you know, right. the aloofness yeah. of the bigger centers is not necessarily here. Right. hundred percent. And I, and I hope we dive into that a little bit about the importance of that connection to one another, remaining connected. And for us, it's kind of easy. We come from parts of the world where that's just part of the game, right? You remain connected to your neighbors and your friends and, um, and, and that, it's just very normal. But it's not like that everywhere. I mean, I've lived in parts of even Canada where people, uh, while they might live very close together, whether it's in condos or houses, they don't really 
uh, talk to one another. They're not really communicating with another. And I found that very difficult. And maybe as a podcast go, I can tell you some cool stories around how I tried to work around those things when they presented in my life. Well, but, sorry, I don't, I don't mean to cut you off, but it just, it, you're right. And, and, and I think it's, it's even more important right now, Alan, because, you know, I woke up this morning listening to the CBC radio and in Gander, 40 NAV Canada employees are going to be laid off. Right. Well, holy shit. Like, what a way to start your morning to listen yeah. to that. And, I, you know, I'm not saying to avoid news, but, you know, if, if, if we're thriving in remoteness, that means there's 40 families that are at risk. There's 40 people, man, woman, whatever they are, that now have to reinvent themselves in, in, a, in a, you know, those people paid well. How are they going to come up with something new to put food on the table for their families? So, you know, the challenge of remoteness is when you have that many layoffs, Newfoundland has the oil industry that's upside down. Um, you know, I'm not that familiar with PEI, but what, what are we going to do to try and make sure that that thriving and remoteness happens, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, we don't have oil in PEI, just so you know. Um, so, uh, but I, I take your point on all of those things, Jerry, and, uh, and maybe some of those people will want to join us and we can help them in their conversation. Big ideas that, you know, I think that we want to talk about, um, you know, everything from adaptability to resiliency. And we want to talk about, uh, what it is to be content about agility and listening and how stories are important, big concepts that we want to talk about. And what I'm hoping to gain out of this is that we focus each guest around one topic in the broader context of thriving in remoteness, uh, but we narrow them down to one topic. And then we ask the guest to, to give, give our guests a uh, one thought or one idea to take away from the podcast so that they can walk away from the whole experience, the whole conversation with us uh, with something to think about as they're driving or something to think about when before they go to bed at night or whatever the case may be. And I think that that is a nice little value proposition from our end to say, look, invest 30 minutes of time with Jerry Al and the guest uh, at, in Gale Force Winds. And, and there'll be one small takeaway, something to think about. One of, the, one of the biggest takeaways that I have from <clears throat> this whole career transformation that I went through, Jerry, was uh, I was told that what I want to strive for is the feeling that I get when I'm doing something I love to do. And that's, that's a little bit hard to kind of understand. Like, how do you feel when you do something that you want to do? You know, it was described to me, oh, you get a nice warm feeling or you might get a rush of you know, energy or, or through your body. You want to replicate that in everything that you do. And I said, okay, that's crazy. I don't get that feeling. But the more I thought about it, I get that feeling. I get that feeling right now when I'm having this conversation with you. I feel that way. And that's the feeling I like to replicate in everything I do. So when I take on a new client uh, with my consulting business, I am going for that feeling. I'm going for that high. I want to end every day feeling that rush over me. That was all. That was my one takeaway from my career transformation. Keep getting that feeling. 
And conversely, I know exactly how I feel when I'm doing something I don't want to do. I feel gross. I really do. I don't want that feeling. So I move away from that in my consulting business. So I think if we can focus our guests down to that, to one small topic and with one takeaway, I think that would be great. You, you, uh, you think that's a good approach? I, uh, no, I, I like it. And that's why I'm on board, frankly. Um, you know, I, that's one thing that I think you do well, and that's to ask everybody for that one piece. What is that one thing that you can take away? I think anyone who watches this and who, you know, hopefully we get lots of people. Uh, and if we don't, we get the right people watching this that get yeah. a kernel of knowledge. And if it isn't that one piece that the speaker wants to leave, maybe it's two or three other things they said earlier, right? Right. Absolutely. And I think our our first guest is going to be an interesting one. His name is Al Mulholland. And Al was in the, uh, was in the Navy as well. Although I don't think your past would across with Al, and certainly mine was very uh, limited uh, time that I had ever worked with Al in the Navy. Al went on to do some very interesting things with his life. He became a, a master carpenter, uh, quite handy at investing. Uh, he had a homestead, which was basically he built a farm in Prince Edward Island that sustained itself. Um, and then Al is always up for a challenge. So uh, he had sailed across the Atlantic once before by himself. And uh, about two years ago, he bought a tiny little 24-foot boat, uh, which was basically derelict, completely refurbished the boat, and then set out on a two-year journey to sail around the globe. Two full years by himself. Twice crossed the Atlantic, uh, last year, and uh, in a fairly uh, treacherous storm, uh, the boat got put over on its side. Al broke his ribs, wound up going into port in the Caribbean, uh, and then the pandemic hit. And it all slowed this two-year journey around the world down, notwithstanding the injury, but the pandemic as well. So we're going to ask Al to speak to agility. What does it mean to remain agile in your career journey? And I'm sure Al's going to have some amazing stories around his sailing experience. But now he's building yet another homestead in PEI. So he's completely pivoted over to doing something else. And Al, one thing about him, he remains very agile in his thinking. And that's what I think is going to be so uh, valuable to have him on the conversation. So he's joining us. I look forward to the conversation. Now you're going to enjoy meeting him. Oh yeah, I, I did some brief research, and uh, you know the articles written about his journeys, journeys are very interesting. So yeah, no, thanks for bringing him to to the podcast. Gale force wins, Al. Yeah, gale force wins absolutely. Now Jerry, you started this conversation before we went live, telling me to be careful of swearing and stuff like that, <laughs> and twice. You've sworn. I've not sworn once at all. So just a notice to our uh, viewers that we're a couple of guys from Newfoundland. We can get pretty passionate about what we talk about. And every now and then, a word or two might come out uh, that you might find a little bit offensive. We apologize in advance. And also, some expressions might come out that you might not be aware of if you're on another side of the globe watching this. And if you are unsure about some of those expressions, please reach out and uh, ask us and we'll explain to you. For example, the arse is Oliver. 
a great Newfoundland expression. That's a great, a great way to sum up the pandemic. But Gale Force wins. Uh, I think it's going to be an exciting time uh, for our guests. For you and I too, Jerry, I, uh, I can't begin to tell you how excited I am to be doing this with you. I think that we've known each other for a long time. We've been in touch in and out of that. But the last uh, six, eight months throughout the pandemic, uh, you have been uh, a real anchor for me. So I look forward to uh, continuing the conversation and giving people a little bit of, of the benefit about what you and I have been able to build over the last number of months and indeed three decades. Well, I, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, Al, what we're doing, you know, frankly, we're putting ourselves out there a little bit. That little story about the name of my business, I don't think I've ever told that, uh, told it to a few people, but uh, I think, you know, to get to where you need to be in life, you got to be uh, willing to share your story. And uh, I mean, I don't, I have nothing to be ashamed of, but putting yourself out there for the potential of criticism is something that can tend to be limiting. But you know what? Let's go with the gale force. Let's make it happen. Such a great way to end it, Jerry. And I didn't have in my mind vulnerability being one of the topics to discuss but it is so important. If you show some vulnerability, it's amazing how many people will circle around you, especially in remote locations. People want to help each other. And I think you and I, buddy, we want to help the people that are coming in and we're going to gain as much from them as they're going to gain from us. I look forward to it, man. All right. Thanks, buddy. We'll, we'll talk. See you when our first guest comes. All right. Peace. Conversations with people succeeding at the force of a gale.